GP Insights, a health cert podcast. Practical advice for busy GPs on how to treat with confidence and grow their practice. I'm here again uh, with Mark Lindley. Mark is Head of People and Culture at uh, the National Skin Cancer Centres. We've spoken to Mark before about um, other topics in the whole people and culture uh, space. It's great to have Mark back. Uh, Mark, what are we talking about today? Recruitment, apparently. That's correct, David. I think if, uh, you know, there's probably one single element in the process of, of people and culture and for businesses as a whole, it's recruitment. Yep. It's, it's just yep. getting it right. It's that point of contact that can make all the difference through the whole business. If you get it right, it transforms. And if you get it wrong, it drags you down, Mark. Absolutely. Absolutely, David. So, um, you know, if we think about recruiting uh, people into an organization and, and of course, everybody talks about talent these days, you, you want really good people. Um, what's the greatest challenge around around that, do you think? How, 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 how do you see that perspective on it? I think the greatest uh, challenge is just clarity. Um, and some organizations or businesses uh, or hiring managers struggle with the clarity being very right. uh, specific on what they want um, for this particular role. Even yeah. when you're replacing uh, a, a position and so, you know, a position's yeah. left and you, you want to recruit in exactly the same position, it's having total clarity on what that role is going to do, what it's going to deliver, how it's going to support the team, how it's yeah. going to support the business. Because if you have that clarity in mind before you even you start, it's, yeah. uh, it's a much easier conversation to have with the potential candidates right and, and why why do you think that is i mean in my, my experience in in different organizations is is often there's a kind of a an almost an instinctive perspective from a from a manager about what he or she wants um but they they seem to struggle often with articulating how that turns into a position description and 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 a person to actually fulfill fulfill the work. Do, do, mm. Does that resonate with you? Absolutely, David. And I think the challenge in this is that when people are formulating job descriptions, they're sitting down writing a list of all the things that they want this yeah. new role to do, and they sometimes yeah. overlook what is not being done. Look at all the things that potentially are the gaps in the process. Uh, the, the areas where things may be falling down. It's almost, if we bring this role in, what do we need to consider of all the issues and challenges that we may have? And yep. that will start to form the basis of what you need to actually put into the role. So, so I, I agree with that from my, just from my own experience. And, and so here's a, here's a question. What, um, when people write position descriptions, uh, in, in my experience, at times, the format that the PD needs to be in and the actual template, it can actually be a constraint to uh, articulating effectively what you actually need. Mm. And, um, you know, I can say this to you without being rude, but you kind of get this nonsense HR speak at times, mm. whereas actually, you know, articulating it in plain English it, it may be the way to go. So, you know, should we be should we be using templates? I mean, what what you know? How how do you write a position description? 
Look, very good point, and I, I totally agree. And I get surprised um, at the amount of job descriptions I've seen over the years, where you go back and say, "Well, you know, do you really understand?" And I'm talking to HR uh, teams. Do you really yep. understand what the purpose is of this role? And usually, yep. with the template format, they're following a process. I think that if you were to look at three key areas in the job description, it's the purpose, it's the yep. account accountabilities, and the skills and competencies that is, is needed. And I think yeah. where uh, the accountabilities and the responsibilities drop out is when you're very uh, crystal clear on what is the purpose of the role? Why have we got this role here in the first place? What is it intent um, for, it, for it to do? And sometimes uh, one thing that I, I do is um, if we're writing, especially you know if we're doing some sort of um, very specific recruitment, Sometimes it's good to pull it out. So if you're doing a, a role in a particular department, finish that job description, take it to a manager or, or a person in another department and said, can you read through this and tell me what do you feel this role has yeah. captured and what does it mean? And it's a yeah. good way to sense check. Yeah, that, 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 that makes sense to me. And, and linked link to that would be my, my next question on the query on this is that sometimes we get hung up on labels now of course labeling and titling is important but you know in in for the for the sake of our listeners and um, if we think about medical practices skin cancer practices you know you might say i want a practice manager but but then what you're saying is well what does that actually mean mm. i mean you know we all think we know what a practice manager is to do but actually it's different in each practice. It's different mm. in a small practice or a big practice, um, etc. So again, you know, I, I guess your point is, it may well be called practice manager. What does the job entail? Mm. Mm. It, what does the job of the practice manager entail, or just generally, yeah. if we're looking at yeah. It? So, so you, you, you I, I think what you're saying is, you know, you've got to you've got to articulate that in a very concrete way. Uh, even if you're, you're replacing a position that's been up and running for a number of years, yes. actually stop, take the time, be very clear, articulate explicitly, as you say, what is the purpose of the role? Cor correct. That's, that's right, David. And look, one of the triggers that I use, and, and you know, some people, you know, takes them a bit to, to accept it, is when a role, especially a vacancy, when a role becomes vacant, one of the yep. things that you should discuss is, do we need to replace this role? And straight right. away, everybody will go, oh, my goodness, no, we have to replace the role. We have to. And then you say, yep. well, what, well, why? And then as you yeah. start to unfold that conversation, people will start to articulate, okay, well, yep. we need to replace this role because of all of these reasons. And the more you drill right, down right. into it, the, the, the more yep. clearer the purpose becomes. Correct. Yeah, no, no, that, that, that makes sense. So, so from the other side of the, the fence, if you like, um, you know, it's a very competitive market out there at the moment, particularly for recruitment. Um, what, what, how do organizations best present themselves to, to candidates? Uh, I mean, you know, I, I think that the, the days are long gone when it's a case of, well, uh, everybody wants to work for me. I, I'm sure that it'll be easy you know, et cetera, you actually have to attract good candidates, Mark. How, how, do, how should organizations do that? Not just throw up a job ad anymore. Mm, mm. No, uh, look, definitely. It, it's, it's, it's very competitive 
currently, and it will continue to be very competitive as, as we move forward. And, and yeah. part of that is businesses having to go back and redefine what their value proposition is uh, to candidates and, and how they're yeah. going to explain that out on the market. And also, yeah. too, we have a lot of great candidates and talent out on the market. If there's ever um, a time where people are resistant to moving from one job to the next, um, it's now. And it's even to the point where uh, candidates that may still be looking for roles, so they're not employed and they're still looking for roles, yeah. potentially yeah. Will, will have an extensive weighing up of, of you know, is this the right business uh, for me? Um, I think that uh, one of the, the, well, there's a few things, but, uh, you know, people want to see that if I join the company, am I going to have a great induction and onboarding experience? Am I going right. to be taken into the company? Am I going to be immersed in the culture, the values? Am I going to be very uh, made very clear on uh, the exposure of what the, the business does? Am I going to have the sort of training and support to be successful in my role? And yeah. I, I think that that's probably one of, the, one of the strongest value propositions. And you'll see more businesses now, and it's very much on the market. Um, when you, you look at how businesses are promoting, they talk very much about the experience that that candidate is going to have when they join the organization. Because people are very yeah. here, and, here and now. It's, it's no point yeah, yeah. in saying, being, be with us in 10 years and this is what you, you'll get. They want to know what's going to happen day one. And the mindset has to shift, I think, from um, an employer thinking, well, I get to choose amongst a whole bunch of people as opposed to how do I make my organization, this role so attractive that, that people will be fighting to come and, you know, work with me, for me in this organization and, and be fulfilled. And, and uh, I think that that's a key, a key shift of mindset, you know? Mm, definitely. I think that we've never been, uh, in my experience of, of many years, I don't think we've ever been in an environment where businesses have to sell as hard as possible yeah. to get the right candidates on board. Um, yeah. Probably more so. And sell in a very open, transparent uh, uh, way. Not oversell, not overpromise, yeah. but sure. really sell the business because candidates now are really uh, evaluating every time they have an interview or every time they read an advert. They're really looking at how do I digest this and think, is this the right opportunity for me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that's, that's awesome. So I guess to sort of, you know, wrap this up a, a, to a point, Mark, it would, a key question would be if there was one thing that a business had to get right when they're recruiting, what, what would that one thing, what's the main thing? What should they focus on? I think what they should be focusing, if they, get, if they want to get uh, one thing right, they need to sit down and ensure that the moment that candidate says, yes, I'll accept the offer, that they have the yeah. greatest experience that that business can deliver. Yeah. Because, and that's not only induction, it's not only onboarding, it's through the support, it's the whole process of giving that candidate a great experience. And the reason, one of the main reasons for this is that when candidates usually take an offer, it's usually because they've turned down another two offers or minimum right. another offer. If they're not having right. a great experience in that first week, two weeks, they'll just go back to that other offer and say, look, it's not working out. Do you still want me? Yeah. And 
that they'll, they'll probably get taken up quite quickly. So make sure that you have everything in place that day one, minute one, when that candidate turns up, that they have an extraordinary experience. I think that's very helpful, Mark. So I think, I think we've heard three key messages today. One is uh, for any position, be completely crystal clear about what the purpose of the position is and be completely explicit and write that down. This is what this job will do and, and what its purpose is. The second thing is that, that all employing organizations now have to sell themselves in a very a clear, comprehensive and authentic way. Mm. And then when you get the right person, you've got to look after them and onboard them properly and support them and, and build them through. And, and it's all of this is real work, Mark. It's all hard work. Absolutely, it is. And that, those three areas, um, I think, you know, what, what, what you've looked at is, is the process. If we get that right, we're, all businesses will, will have a, a great stream of talent, you know, building the future of the organization. Yeah, well, and that's, that's why you need a good HR team. So there you go. That's, Mark, Mark Lindley, as always, uh, fantastic. Thanks Thank so much. You. Thank good. you, David. Bye. Great talking. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, please subscribe so you can get updates whenever we post more. And please share it with others. And for more info, please go to helpsert.com.